We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Vandal Insider Podcast, presented by Inland Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine Clinic of Moscow and Pullman. Let the team that takes care of the Vandals take care of you. Get the latest information on University of Idaho athletics you won't find anywhere else with the Vandal Insider Podcast. From in-depth conversations to game previews, the Vandal Insider is every fan source for all things Idaho athletics. Now, here is your host, Chris Keene. Welcome into our Vandal Football Playoff edition of the Vandal Insider Podcast presented by Inland Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine Clinic of Moscow and Pullman. Chris King joining you here, and we are fresh off of the selection show. So whenever you might be listening to this, we're getting the instant reaction from Jason Eck, the head coach of the Vandals, to what the bracket looks like for Idaho. We'll hear from a couple of players, one from each side of the ball, Matthias Bertram from the Vandal defense, and then also Jake Cox, the tight end from the Vandal offense. Starting tight end had a touchdown in that game against Idaho State. So that is coming up. We'll hear from them. And also University of Idaho Director of Athletics, Terry Golick, will stop by to talk about the bracket and what hosting means in the playoffs. Tons of good information, uh, specifically from Terry about uh, hosting and how all that works. And then on top of that, of course, from Coach Eck, is we will not have a Vandal Coaches show this week uh, because we'll have a basketball taking place over in Seattle Wednesday and Friday. And with that, the Vandal football team getting the four seed, and in turn, having a bye. They will not play this weekend. We'll have no coaches show, but we will be back with the Vandal Coaches Show live from the Fairfield by Marriott in Moscow, and that will be on November 28th. Can't wait to see everyone there as we'll talk with uh, Coach Jack and get all set for that home game December 2nd 
And we do know it will be against the winner of that Southern Illinois and Nickel State game. We'll talk about that matchup with Coach Eck and, of course, who the Vandals will take on the winner of. So that is all coming up here on the Vandal Insider Podcast, which is presented by Inland Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine Clinic of Moscow and Pullman. And big thank you to Dr. Kyle Hazelwood and all the great folks at Inland Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine Clinic of Moscow and Pullman. As the Vandals team physician, orthopedic surgeon Dr. Kyle Hazelwood cares for elite athletes, weekend warriors, and everyone in between. Let the team that takes care of the Vandals take care of you. So we are here at the P1FCU Kibbe Dome watching the selection show, the football team here, and as it all unfolded, it kind of got right to it. Uh, and not a whole lot of drama. There, there was kind of that buildup to see, well, when they went the one seed, the two seed, the three seed, everyone keeping their fingers crossed. The Vandals, kind of the top of the, the reasonable expectations would be the four seed, and that was the case. The Vandals announces the four seed. A big applause erupted here uh, as the Vandals watching on, and then it was kind of waiting around to see who else got the five, six, seven, eight seed, and then to see how the bracket unfolded to ultimately find out who the Vandals would be playing the winner of for that matchup. And then that came to be. So, uh, so much to get to. We'll talk with Coach Eck. We'll recap the Idaho State game. We'll talk about the team's playoff positioning. We'll talk with Terry Golick again, Jake Cox and Matthias Bertram joining us coming up. And I normally have Chris Hammond from the VSF uh, join us to get things started. But uh, uh, so much here with with everyone that uh, uh, Chris and I'll get to see him over in Seattle. He'll be there cheering on the Vandals for those hoop games. But we'll be back with Chris next week as we will talk about uh, the first round of the playoffs and we'll preview the Vandals' opponents. We'll have another Vandal Insider podcast coming your way next week. With that, let's dive right in. Here is our conversation with the head coach of the Idaho Vandals, Jason Eck, talking about the exciting news when the bracket was unveiled for the FCS playoffs. Okay, here we are, fresh off of the selection show. We've got the bracket in front of us. We're joined by the head coach of the Idaho Vandals, Jason Eck. We're going to tease things out a little bit because we won't have a coach's show this week. The great thing is the Vandals earning the buy, deserving that buy. So you get Thanksgiving weekend off. Because of that, we'll take the week off from the coach's show, but we'll be right back at it next week, November 28th, at the Fairfield by Marriott in Moscow. Right back with you, Coach Eck. But uh, let's talk Idaho State before we dive into the bracket. We won't have that coach's show to look back on that most recent game. Uh, history made in a lot of ways. We talked about it on the post-game show, but now we've got a night to sleep on it. Any more thoughts on what was a really impressive performance? Amazing job by our players. Amazing job by our assistant coaches putting together a great plan and uh, just tremendous execution. And, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, this time of year, you got to play at or near your best. You're not going to play perfect, but you got to play at or near your best every week. Because if you have an off an off day, your, your season's over. And uh, I think the guys have embraced that. I think we respond well to adversity, which I'm very proud of our guys after that tough two-point loss to Weber and uh, came back and played their tails off and, you know, really probably played as complete of a first half as, uh, you know, I've been around in football. I guess we could have got that last fourth and one to, you know, punch it in and go 63 to nothing at halftime, but it, it was a heck of a first half. And that's remarkable that Jack Lane had a chance in the first half to set the Vandal record for most passing touchdowns in a single game. He had a chance to do it in the first half. Uh, we talked about some of the bigger picture things in the post-game show about uh, the four interceptions, the defense doing a good job of creating those takeaways, the performance of Jack Lane. Uh, you know, we could touch on those a little more, but there's some of the stuff in a victory like this. There's some of the things in the weeds, uh, maybe a little more so. They don't want to get uh, kind of lost 
Jermaine Jackson, senior day for him, exact same uh, distance on his punt return as he had against Drake here at the Dome. Pretty cool for him to get in the end zone, not only once with that special teams touchdown, uh, but also receiving touchdown as well. Yeah, I was proud of JJ because he's been, you know, he's been a great player. And I, I think anytime you have a year where he, uh, he had a little bit more production last year. You know, he had a couple, he had two returns for touchdowns. You know, he had, I think, you know, maybe three receiving touchdowns last year. He had a thousand yards. And a lot of that is because teams key on him. You know, teams have adjusted their game plans to what we did well last year. And, uh, you know, so I don't think it's, uh, you know, really his doing that he hasn't been quite as productive. And, you know, I think there was times this year where I think he pressed and was frustrated by that and tried to do too much. So, I think he did a great job and has done, really the last couple of weeks has done a great job of just doing his job, just focusing on, uh, you know, ball security and uh, executing. And uh, it was great to see him get in the end zone a couple of times for us. A lot of fun moments when you have such a decisive victory. You take a 56 to nothing lead. But when Jack Schuster caught the touchdown, it's neat to see the celebration from teammates for a guy. So his first career touchdown, Schuster, the tied in from the Tri-Cities, a former Richland High School product. How neat was that, that moment to, to get him his little glory in the sun and his teammates reaction? Yeah, I mean, you, you talk about a guy who's loved by his teammates. I mean, that that was a great example of that. And he's a guy who works his tail off, and you know, isn't isn't uh, you know the most glamorous, the most talented guy in the team, but uh, you know, brings his lunch pail every day and works his tail off. And you know, he's done a, a fabulous job. Uh, you know, being a stalwart on special teams. You know, he starts on the shield on punt. He starts on uh, kickoff return on the back. You know, lines. He starts on PAT field goal. So he's a guy who just does a lot of the dirty work and. Uh, it was great to see him, uh, you know, be the center of attention to get that touchdown. Kind of, you know, we kind of got a break there. He kind of jumped off sides before the play and flinched. So we caught a little break on that one, but uh, happy for sure. Uh, glad that didn't get noticed yeah. in real time by the officiating crew. And one of the beautiful things about making the playoffs is you can have these really talented freshmen. I'm thinking a guy like Mark Hamper, who saw some action yesterday. I want to get your thoughts on his action. But there's an example of a guy who can keep his red shirt, and yet he can play as much as needed into the postseason. That it's got to be a, a a big benefit. Yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, some guys. You know, Mark Hamper's one. Zach Johnson's one. We had to hold him yesterday because he was already at four. You know, our freshman running backs, I'm sure one of those at least will be on the playoff roster between, you know, Carlos Matheny and uh, Art Williams. But uh, that is a great new rule to have with the playoffs not counting. And, uh, you know, I thought Hamper really showed some metal yesterday, both uh, catching the ball, running after the catch, and also uh, blocking. He's a physical blocker. Another guy who saw some action was Jack Wagner. So a great opportunity in this game. Jack Lane does so well. The game is uh, such a lead that uh, gives an opportunity to Jack Wagner, a true freshman quarterback. We saw him kind of use some of his speed and his uh, fast, big frame on the opening drive, came in and got a carry, uh, but then got to close out the game. What did you think of his performance? I thought he played well. You know, he, he's a guy who's really improved in practice over the last, uh, you know, month, and uh, he's a good athlete. You know, he's he's fast. Uh, he's got a very strong arm. Uh, you know, and he, you know, I think he, he'll bring an added dimension as he continues to work with Coach Heim in the weight room, uh, getting bigger and stronger and adding bulk. He's got a, he's got a big frame. You know, he, he's, uh, you know, he's not 215 pounds now. He's closer to you know 195, 200, but he, he has a frame that's going to be able to carry 215 pounds and. Uh, you know, that's an added dimension where you can use those guys in the in the run game and, and have that come in. I, I don't know exactly how many rushing yards he uh, finished up with, but I, I know he had quite a few for limited action. Any of the other guys, uh, either the first string guys or some of the guys who maybe don't see as many minutes who got action that you want to kind of make sure get recognized for their performance? Yeah, yeah, I thought Jordan Dwyer really stepped in and uh, did a nice job. And, you know, Jordan, 
Uh, you know, has really been going, you know, with our twos a lot in practice where Jack Lane is going with the twos in practice. And, you know, again, I think you saw their chemistry uh, coming in there. And uh, Jordan uh, is a talented uh, receiver. We got to keep get him to be a more complete player with blocking and things like that. But uh, he's a great route runner and a great uh, he's got great hands. So it's good to see him break out. Uh, the turnovers are tremendous to see on defense. I think Dwayne McDougal, you know, as a redshirt freshman uh, who transferred in here, I, I thought he was very productive, uh, you know, getting those two interceptions, uh, you know, stepping in there, which was, you know, which was awesome to see. Um, yeah, I, I did pull up the stats here. You know, Jake, Jake Wagner um, you know, had three carries for 42 yards, so pretty pretty dang good average there to average 14 yards a run, um, you know, with your, your uh, few plays. You know, Art Williams did a nice job, got a few carries at the end of the game, you know, for a nice average. You know, I thought our D-line played well uh, yesterday. You know, we had a few tackles for loss in the backfield. It was great to see Ben Bertram, uh, you know, get a sack on um, on senior day. I thought our corners, we played a lot of three-corner sets during the day. So it was great to have, you know, Marcus in the slot with Armani and Andrew Markle on the outside. Uh, you know, doing a great job as well. Armani had another nice interception. So that's two years in a row. He's had an interception against those guys. And then uh, Kyron Beecham really played well in man coverage and had a nice uh, interception early in the game. So uh, a lot of guys really stepped up and, uh, you know, did great things in this game and just, uh, you know, couldn't be prouder. Couldn't be prouder of the guys and to put us in a great position here for the playoffs. Andrew Marshall, a nice punt return as well. And that Kyron Beecham interception, that was the first one. And those things kind of come in bunches and that kind of got it going. And that was a one thrown right at the numbers. He had to wrestle that ball away is what it looked like. Yeah, that was a great rep of man coverage. Very tight coverage and then uh, competed for the ball. And, uh, you know, I, I think our defense, you know, our, our defense, I think, is going to end the regular season leading um, the conference in average yards per play, which is a you know, I think probably one of the most important metrics to be in a good defense, and I think we're a very good defense, but I think when we can create turnovers like we did yesterday, when we can get stops on third down, you know, those are pieces that have been lacking at times this year. And, you know, yesterday we did both of those. They were 5 of 13 on third down. Uh, we create four turnovers. Now I think we're talking about a great defense, you know, and a defense you need to have, um, you know, to be on the national scale. You know, I, the selection show today, they show, you know, South Dakota, South Dakota State's, you know, created some ridiculous number, 43 or 45 turnovers. I mean, that, you start talking about being you know, one of the best defenses of the country. That's the next step. And uh, I thought our, our defense took a step towards that yesterday, which was great to see. Great time to be doing that, too, getting that momentum going, going into the playoffs. A senior day, always special to have that celebration. And uh, those guys, they're, they're what was guaranteed to be their final home game. It won't end up being their final home game. Uh, really nice one to remember. Uh, how is it for you, second time as the head coach, to, to go through all of that and to honor those guys? Yeah, you know, it's it's a great, uh, yeah, it's a fun day for them. Fun day for them to have their families out in the field and, you know, think about all the work they put in and, uh, you know, just, just hearing some of their stories and things. You know, I, you know Hogan Patton said to me, uh, you know, when I think back to my what, what the number four has meant to me at Idaho, he goes, I think a COVID year, we were two and four and 21, we were four and seven, and now we're the fourth seed. You know, so just you know, seeing that growth and knowing that uh, I think our staff and again, I think our, our assistant coaches have done a tremendous job this year, but just to think of the impact, uh, we've helped those young men have a great experience. And, I, you know, I think all those guys, as they move on, maybe a few of them will come back, but as those guys move on, they're going to leave 
knowing they had a great experience at the University of Idaho and hopefully be people who are connected to this university for the rest of their lives. And I know we had that conversation during the week, but uh, just because folks saw someone be honored on senior day, you wanted guys to err on the side of, hey, if you've graduated, you're close to graduating, make sure you go through this. And if you still have eligibility, we can have that discussion later. Is that fair? Yeah. One of the guys even whispered to me as they were walking out, he said, hey, coach, don't worry, I'm coming back. I just wanted to walk with all my uh, buddies who are seniors and stuff. So uh, yeah, uh, we told everyone if, if they've graduated already or they're going to graduate this academic year, you should walk on senior day because you never know, uh, you know, what, what's going to happen. You know, error on the side. I never want a guy to decide late he's going to move on with his life and then he missed senior day. Uh, you know, I think, I think Gabe Christensen was a guy. I think he walked last year and then walked again this year. Now he, he can't get him back anymore after that. But, uh, you know, I'd never want a guy to miss out on senior day. So we want to err on the side. And that's kind of a unique circumstance we have during this COVID year. So, uh can't wait till COVID is long behind us and we have no more of those uh, confusing eligibilities. We'll make it more cut and dry, but I think we have uh, a few more years of that. It's interesting that no sport has to deal with roster management quite like football. And with the COVID year still lingering, it is, uh, I can only imagine it's a tough job in normal times, but you factor in the COVID year and what that means to things. Okay, let's get to it. You and I are sitting here in the Lighthouse Center, uh, fresh off of seeing the selection show, the bracket being unveiled. Uh, what was running through your mind? Let's start right here going into it. What were you hoping for? What were you thinking going into things? Well, you know, you talk about a difference in eight days. You know, I I, I sat there in the locker room at Weber. I think I was the last person out of the locker room. And I was, uh, you know, frustrated, frustrated with myself. I didn't, I didn't do a better job getting the guys ready and, uh, you know, thinking that we had uh, – you know, let an opportunity to get a seed, you know, sneak away. We did, we did let an opportunity to get a conference championship sneak away. Unfortunately, we, you know, the way it turned out, Montana would have still gotten the automatic bid, but, uh, you know, we, we could have shared that title with them and been co-champs, but, uh, you know, it was dejected. And I, I thought maybe a seed was out of reach. And then, you know, as I started to see what happens in other games around the country, I thought, uh, you know, we had a shot to get a seed, but I thought it would be maybe more in the you know, six to eight range. And then, you know, then I, maybe I talked to myself and uh, maybe the five to eight range. And then, uh, you know, there's some projections last night that had us at four and, uh, sure enough, we end up being the four seed, which, uh, is humongous. I mean, to be the four seed, uh, you know, now you're talking about if you win your first game, you get another home game and, uh, you would not have to go on the road in the playoffs until the semifinals. Uh, so that's a great deal. You know, I, I remember a couple of years at, South Dakota State, we were the fifth seed, and, uh, you know, one of those years, the fourth seed got upset. Uh, New Hampshire beat Central Arkansas, so we we ended up getting the home game as the fifth seed. The other year, we had to go on the road, and you're playing a very good team on the road. So, um, huge, you know, huge, and so proud of our players. You know, again, uh, I don't know if it would have had drastic movement if we if we uh, had won one more game. We probably would have only moved up to the third seed. Uh, the way the way things unfolded with uh, unless it was the Montana game, obviously, but uh, you know, very happy with where we're at. We'll play the winner of uh, you know Nickel, who we saw in film a little bit earlier this year. Nickel got to play uh, Incarnate Word, or not Incarnate Word. Nickel got to play Sac State early in the year. They're an Incarnate Words conference. I think they beat Incarnate Word this year. I know they like to run the ball a lot. Then Southern Illinois. I had a good year. I think they're playing really good defense statistically. I know they play the Jackrabbits about as tough as anybody this year. So we'll we'll be scouting that game this week and trying to get a feel for both of those teams and uh, let our team get healthy. I think that's great with some guys, you know, who missed the game yesterday, like, uh, uh, you know, Giovanni McCoy, obviously, and uh, Therese Trainer get those guys back. And uh, then Saturday night, 7 o'clock on December 2nd, it's been a while since uh, – 
there's been a playoff football game in the Kibbe Dome in December, probably, you know, what is that, back to the 90s? I've got it right here. See, we're jumping ahead, but I had a trivia question for you. So the first home playoff game for the Vandals, I'll just tell you, you want, or do you want to guess the year? What do you prefer? 94. So 1993, the last time the Vandals hosted, it was December 4th, 1993. So uh, that's two years shy, two days shy of 30 years to the day. And interesting, it was actually, I was having a conversation about that game earlier this season. The Vandals hosted Boston University and Pete Rosamondo was uh, played on that team. So when we interviewed him before the Lamar game, he's the Lamar coach. I remember that. We talked about that game. So it, uh, to go to your point, it's been a long time. So Vandals, you know, we need everybody listening now. Trust me. I know you guys sat. Uh, in those uh, miserably cold uh, Idaho potato bowls and humanitarian bowls down in Boise and sat through three of those during that area where I heard the weather. One of them was awful. You're going to love, trust me, you'll love December football in the Kibbe Dome a lot more than December football on that ugly blue turf down there. Oh, and great to, to build on these crowds as well for people to have time to plan. That was a really good turnout against Idaho State. I, I, I was thrilled. I was thrilled. You compare that to our last home game last year. I, I thought it was an outstanding turnout. Uh, and again, I think that's, uh, you know, that's a good step. Our, our, our worst crowds the year before were like 5,000, 6,000. Our worst crowds this year were in the 9,000s and then two sellouts. And uh, we got to make this a tough atmosphere because, again, both Southern Illinois and Nichols, uh, you know, that'll be that'll be a difference maker. Uh, you know, I think Southern Illinois will have experience playing in the domes from playing at Northern Iowa and playing at, you know, South Dakota and North Dakota State. Uh, Nichols probably has never played in the dome stadium and, uh, I think our fans can certainly be a difference. And again, what what uh, we always battled that when I was an assistant at South Dakota State. The playoff games were miserably cold, so even if we had great crowds during the season, usually they're dwindled. I'm hoping we can have as good of crowds as we've had all year in December because it's nice and uh, perfect weather inside the Kibbe Dome. The Kibbe Dome, to to use a phrase I heard recently, a cut above, and that uh, that is uh, what it has felt like, and what I'm excited for it to feel like on December second. From the Big Sky perspective, we look at the bracket here. So the Vandals, uh, not on the same side of the bracket as Montana and Montana State. They are on the other side of the bracket. Uh, Sac State getting in. Maybe the surprise from the uh, Big Sky perspective. Maybe not surprise, but the storyline from the Big Sky perspective would be UC Davis not getting in. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm disappointed for that. I, I thought uh, UC Davis's uh, resume, you know, they're 5-3 they're and three in the Big Sky Conference. They... Uh, you know, beat Sac State head to head. I thought they both deserved to be in. I, I thought our, our league was a five bid uh, league. You know, you know, looking at where you know the teams came from, and I don't have all the lists of the automatic qualifiers in front of me, but you know, I think Chattanooga got in as not large at seven and four. It looks like the Missouri Valley. Did they get six teams in? We have to do the math here real North quick. North Dakota, North Dakota State, Southern Illinois. Youngstown. Youngstown State, and then two buys. Yeah, so they got six teams in. And, you know, it's tough for me to say they got six and we only got uh, four. So I, I think we should have gotten an additional team in. I know Youngstown State lost on the bubble last year. They were seven and four last year and went in. And I do want to thank our uh, administration because, uh, you know, I think, you know, buying out that game against the Division Two team and picking up. Lamar, who ends up Lamar ends up going six and five, so that gives us a you know a plus five hundred FCS uh, uh, win. Um, I think that was huge. You know, again, I, I'm I'm certain that if we would have had a Division two game on our schedule and been eight and three, we would have been the fourth team. You know, maybe we're still seated, maybe, but maybe uh, you know maybe we're down a few notches and we're uh, you know fifth or sixth or seventh. And so uh, credit our administration for trusting me on that one and uh, getting us out of that game and. Uh, 
you know, get the, uh, getting us all Division One schedule, which I think definitely uh, was favorable. Yeah, that worked out incredibly well. The Vandals did their part going down to Beaumont and getting a decisive win. And as you pointed out, Lamar's done their part making that look like a better win as the season has gone on and on. They've kind of had a surprising a good season, so credit to Lamar. So here we are. Uh, we're talking here after the selection show. What does the week look like now that the Vandals won't play on the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend and now getting ready for the December 2nd matchup? Uh, we're going to have a fun week. You know, it's, uh, you know, tonight, uh, we're going to kind of, usually it's Sunday, the one day of the week we don't feed our guys, but we're going to have a little special dinner tonight to thank them. And th these are all the foods that they've asked to eat, uh, like the night before the game that they like, but I don't think it's healthy enough to eat the night before the game. So we're going to have some Alfredo sauce and some fried shrimp and, uh, uh, do that tonight over at University Inn. And then, uh, we'll come in tomorrow afternoon you know, put this game to bed, uh, you know, the, the game against Idaho State, watch the film, go over the corrections, have one of our non-football meetings. Then uh, we'll have some academics and lifting tomorrow as well. Uh, you know, this is a great week because there's no classes. Uh, you know, we can really focus on, you know, some of the guys who maybe are struggling in class trying to get that right. Then Tuesday, uh, we have more, you know, lifting, studying, practice, going to practice in the morning on Tuesday. Uh, I think we're going to have a nice breakfast over at the university in that day. I know, uh, you know, we, we feed the guys on the, on the day of the game ham and turkey sausage because it's leaner and doesn't lay in your belly. But a lot of guys want regular sausage and bacon. So that's going to be our make it right. Get them some uh, bacon and regular sausage. Uh, practice Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning. And we'll cut them loose by noon on Wednesday. Let guys who are in, you know, driving distance or close travel to get home. And then... Uh, uh, they'll have when they'll have you know Wednesday afternoon off, Thursday, Friday completely off. Uh, let them travel back Saturday morning. You know, I think our staff will be eagerly watching at 11 a.m. Uh, is the game between Nichols and Southern Illinois, and then about 2:30 on Saturday, uh, we'll start having meetings and workouts and practice, and uh, it'll be perfect. We'll find out exactly who we're playing, and then we'll practice Saturday and get a little bonus day on them. Uh, and then, uh, you know, then school starts back up Sunday. I think we'll just have a walkthrough and some meetings. We'll have more of the game plan done. We'll just have a quick introduction on Saturday. And that's the advantage of having a bye. You get extra time to prepare. And, you know, one thing I'm proud of our staff, you know, the games we've had more time to prepare for, we've been very good in. You know, both of our first games of the year, I, I thought we played well. This year, Nevada had a couple extra days, thought we played well. Last year, the Montana game was off a bye. This year, Montana State was off a bye. So I think our staff, knows what to do when we get a few extra days. You know, we're not we're not going to go uh, sunbathing. We're going to use it to get an advantage on the team we're playing. Well, that is a benefit that the Vandals have earned. Uh, Coach, before we let you loose, uh, just any final thoughts for fans? Uh, letting them know that, hey, how big of a deal this December 2nd game is at home and getting every bit of support that's possible? We need you here. We need you here, okay? And, again, I know it's not going to be as name-brand competition as uh, – uh, Montana and Montana State, but uh, you know these are these are good teams. You know Southern Illinois has been a power in FCS football, really going back as as long I can remember in my lifetime. And uh, you know Nichols has been a team that's been in the playoffs a lot. Uh, we need a great crowd. You know we need to have to me a better crowd than we had for Sac State, better crowd than we had for Idaho State. We we got to be above ten thousand fans for this game, and uh, have the, the team the fans really come to impact the game like that. But I'm appreciative to our fans. I appreciate how we've rallied. I, I haven't looked exactly at our attendance numbers, but I know our average attendance is way up from last year. Uh, so you guys are rallying around this team. And, um, you know, again, we, we're going to be one of the final 16 teams playing. And uh, we're going to have, you know, home field advantage for two rounds. And we would not have to go on the road till the semifinal. 
Uh, and again, that's a credit to our players for all the work they've done. done. And uh, I appreciate everyone, whether they're a student, whether they're a member of the community, an alum, a booster, uh, just everything they do to help our program. We want to keep growing this thing. And I think we're, we're making steady progress. And again, I, we're not going to stop making this progress till we're big sky champions and uh, eventual national champions. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you, your family, the team. Uh, have a great week. We'll talk to you next for the Coaches Show from the Fairfield by Marriott. That will be Tuesday, November 28th, 7 to 8 Pacific time. Have a great week and uh, just excited about all this, uh, this great Vandal football and this Vandal excitement we have in front of us. Thanks, Chris. He's up. Great stuff, as always, from the head coach of the Idaho Vandals, Jason Eck. And now it's time. We kind of get the football perspective on things. We'll get that a little bit coming up as well, but we'll also get the administration side of things as we talk to the director of athletics for the Idaho Vandals, Terry Golick, about what goes into hosting and all the work that has been done behind the scenes. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, a reminder, the Vandal Insider podcast is presented by Inland Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine Clinic of Moscow and Pullman. When he's not caring for the Vandals as team physician, orthopedic surgeon Dr. Kyle Hazelwood provides the same MVP orthopedic care to our entire region at Inland Orthopedics. Our team is your team. Here's our chat with Terry. Well, Terry, we're talking here right now, fresh off of the selection show. Exciting news for the Vandals. I love the energy. It, last year, it was such a cool moment when the team found out they were in the playoffs. And here this year, not only in the playoffs, but a seed. And at number four, what was it like for you when the Vandals flashed up on the screen as the number four seed? First, I'll say I'm so happy for our student athletes and our coaches and all the work and energy that goes into this. And even the behind the scenes staff, whether it be strength and conditioning, the trainers, our team, everybody. I mean, I could go on and on and our president for being so supportive. But I think actually everybody was caught off guard because the way they did the bracket, you know, they did the seeds, but they didn't then show you who you were going to play. So I think when our our name came up, of course, I'm ecstatic because we don't have to host a home game and we get a bye for Thanksgiving weekend. And then you have to wait. So I was sitting there thinking during the show, yeah, last year we we're on the back end of it waiting to see if we were in and hosting. So I, I couldn't be more excited for this group of young men and, and coaches and staff and everybody. Vandal Nation, quite frankly. No doubt about it. And what a great way to wrap up the regular season with a very convincing win over Idaho State. And I'm certain that uh, that helped the Vandals because you kind of thought at that point with the win would be a seed, but how high of a seed. And uh, it really worked out quite well. So uh, let's dive into it. The Vandals are hosting this game on December 2nd, playing the winner of Southern Illinois and Nichols State hosting. If you're a Vandal fan, you probably just think, okay, well, I, I go to the Dome. Life's pretty easy. On the administration side, I know this is something you've been working towards. What's it been like kind of on the back end of things, knowing that this is a possibility, and now here it is, there's reality. It's always exciting to work on NCAs. Now, a lot of times, and, and folks might not be aware of this, we do host, we're the institution that hosts the NCAA basketball on the men's side up in Spokane, first and second round. And then on the women's side, regionals. So you know you're going to host that and you know how to plan for it. And they have a sports commission. On this particular situation with football, and we learned last year, not that we weren't ready, but we didn't have all our I's dotted and T's crossed because it was the first time we were looking at potentially. We did put the bids in. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have access to hotel space uh, because I was told by committee member that we would have hosted last year, but the hotel was too far away. 
So Tim Mooney, our deputy, locked the hotels down this year. We bid on all rounds, no holes barred. Talk with the president. He said, go for it. Of course, we want to host. But everybody's always hoping that you don't have that game after Thanksgiving because that, that's a tough draw. So the other thing that people don't realize is there's a bid process. And, and when we have the game in here, not this coming Saturday, but the next Saturday, it's not our game. It's an NCA game. Yes, we get to play at home, but we have to do things like take down advertisement. We don't get to do the announcement. The president doesn't even get to do his $1,000 giveaway. We're going to honor our women's soccer team. Can't do that. So it's somewhat of a neutral environment in terms of announcement and hoopla and videos that we show. And there'll be NCA stuff. And we'll have NCA merchandise. Can't sell Vandal stuff. So if you want Vandal gear, got to go to the Vandal store or Costco. Costco has Vandal gear now. So get your gear before you come in, but then you can get NCA gear here. So you're always planning for that event in terms of, well, what are we doing with parking? And nobody will be able to get on the field. Nobody, except those of us working that have credentials. So it's a whole different vibe. It's a whole different feel in that respect. But what we need is fans in the dome cheering for the Vandals because that has totally helped us. The students, the tickets for students are 10 bucks. So hopefully the students you know, have uh, the opportunity to save a few dollars and, you know, maybe potentially host more than one round. We'll like to see how far we go. So it's it's really fun to do it behind the scenes. And for the hard part, all of us that have been working on it, you don't talk about it. We don't even talk about it with Coach. JD does a lot of that, but we don't we don't really want to jinx it, if you will. But I will say the football gods were with us yesterday. There were some upsets, elevated us to fourth. We played really well. I knew that we had that in us. We hadn't played that well all season, that Montana State game we did. Nevada was it was fairly decent, but you just kind of thought it was going to happen. You kept thinking it was going to happen. And hopefully yesterday sends us into the next phase of you're playing in the championship. you got to bring it every single minute. Don't look ahead. Play for the p- opponent that's coming into town, whoever that might be, in a couple of Saturdays. Well, the great thing is, too, that this coaching staff has done such an outstanding job when they've had a little extra time. You look at the season openers the last two years, really strong performances. A couple extra days to prepare for Nevada, really strong performance. Coming off the bye, the team getting that victory over Montana State. So that Mm -hmm. bye, not only the rest, the recuperation Mm -hmm. for the players after the regular season, but uh, more time to prep. So uh, all good when it comes to that for the Vandals. And, you know, for folks watching it who, you know, maybe aren't into the weeds on the bracket, if Idaho was the five as opposed to the four, well, if the Vandals can win, fingers crossed, on December 2nd, gives the team the opportunity to host the next round. That's a big difference between the five and the four. That seemed to be a, a really big kind of moment for the Vandals to see the team was at the four. Exactly. And I think a lot of the credit goes to the less distractions you have as a team, i.e. our young men, knock on wood, don't get into trouble. They take care of business. Coach is always good about saying that. And I know at one point in the season, he said championship behavior, that's all part of it. Uh, my favorite term to use, I've been using it the last two years for our department, is elevate. Well, now you got to elevate to that next level. So we need everybody, whether it be the coaches and their analysis and breakdown of film and trying to find the edge. We need we need to find every single edge and, and make the best of this moment moving forward. Because for some teams, uh, whether it be a football team or basketball, these moments don't come often. And you got to work hard. And once you get there and get a taste of it, you love it, but it's hard to stay there. 
So it's hard to take that next step. So I'm confident we can do it. It just depends on if everybody gets on board and does what they need to do and plays with the enthusiasm that we had yesterday and intensity. And I've been calling it a clean game. We want to have clean games. December 2nd should be a fun day here in Moscow because not only is there the playoff game and that's set to start at 7 o'clock Eastern time, there's also a men's basketball game that is scheduled for that afternoon. So what a great opportunity for fans, even for folks who may be on the fence if they live further away about oh, making the trip. Well, make the trip. You not only get to see this playoff game, mm-hmm. you could come check out the, the men's team, first-year coach Alex Pribble. Uh, just a, a great two-for-one opportunity to see two great sports events in one day. Sure is. And we're discussing whether or not we need to see if we could push basketball up a little earlier. Um, I came up with the idea we won't have the RV parking lot that's right next to the west side with RVs. There'll be more parking in there. So we're going to work out a plan. How are we going to do parking, basketball to to football, et cetera? And we'll release that to everybody. And then on top of that, we're hosting a swim meet in the morning that uh, George, our compliance guy, reminded me of. So we got to figure all that out. But we'll get we'll get people in here. We want everybody to come come to the dome that day. A 7 p.m. game's fun. Uh, I was hoping it might be on ESPN too, but it's on ESPN Plus. But hope everybody can make it from from wherever you are. Hope the weather cooperates like it did this weekend. And and the more people we can have in the building, the more edge we get for the Vandals. I'm sure the band will be fired up because we got a great band. And so we'll see. And is it still, I know you mentioned kind of the student ticket part of it. Is it too early to know all the ticketing information or is that, uh, how does that kind of move forward with it being an NCAA event? We already sent that out this past week. So we said, you know, there's a selection show um, today and we already have the numbers and all that in there and have told people how to, if you have a suite, you're going to need to buy the whole suite, you know, and pay tickets for that. So it's a different rate. So as I said, unless you have a credential and you're working, you're going to have to have a ticket to to get in the building and get a seat. So, And a reminder, don't forget to get in line early. I won't even be able to give away the early giveaway. So, you know, the giveaway will be come in, get warm, watch whatever the NCAA has on their videos and whatever we can play in the band and, you know, cheer on the Vandals. Playoff football, you can't beat that. Uh, any just final thoughts as we're here that uh, you want to let everyone know? This is exciting time going into Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. having the bye, great news with the selection show. Uh, anything else we haven't touched on? The last thing I'd say is, you know, when we as a committee looked at the applicants for our head football coach, and we had great applicants, I know I told you that, but you know, Coach Eck, we knew he knew FCS football. And we knew when he said, I believe that we can win at Idaho. And we mutually agreed on that, the committee and he. And and we talked about it a while ago. You know, we thought, okay, yeah, three or four years, we'll get there. Oh, my gosh, we've done it in two. It's so exciting. In a way, it's like, I woke up this morning. I'm like, is this really happening? Like, And some days, honestly, I wake up and go, I'm the AD at Idaho. If I get to work with all these great people, work with you, it's so fun. So fun to be a Vandal right now and love it that Vandal Nation has embraced it and everybody's on board and supporting us and we just got to keep it going as best we can. Gosh, in two short years, it is remarkable to think about uh, credit to you, credit to everyone on the search committee, credit to the coaching staff, a lot of credit to go around as it is. Uh, it's fun to think uh, what has happened in two short years and uh, an opportunity for playoff football here in Moscow. So exciting, Terry. Appreciate the time and uh, can't wait to see you on December 2nd uh, here at the Dome. And I'll see you before then, I'm sure. But want to wish a thank, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And last but not least, go Vandals. 
Well, again, a big thanks to Terry. And now we get the perspective on the Vandals uh, reaching the playoffs, being the four seed, getting that by from Matthias Bertram. A couple of players. We'll start with Matthias. The Vandal standout has been at times at linebacker and at safety in his Idaho career. Here is our chat with Matthias. Well, joined now by Matthias Bertram. Matthias, uh, we were fresh off of seeing the bracket being unveiled. The Vandals, the number four seed. Uh, you were here last year when the Vandals made the playoffs. It was so exciting for the selection show this year. It felt like deja vu in a good way. Walk us through your emotions. I'm going to say, first off, when you found out the Vandals were the four seed. Yeah, it's super exciting. You know, I'm just, I'm so proud of uh, everybody here. Just all the guys we, you know, we sort of had to prove it yesterday and, uh, you know, had had a great game, offense and defense played well. Um, and it's pretty exciting because last year, um, you know, we were just excited to be in the playoffs. And this year, it's you know, it's a whole new standard. Um, and you know, we we got a, we're we're just really excited. I think we got a a, a pretty good bid. Um, and you know, hopefully one, hopefully we get two home games. So. That hasn't happened in a while. so. And there's certainly the opportunity to do that, and fans can get ready. That game on December 2nd, the Vandals taking on the winner of Southern Illinois and Nickel State. That will be played Thanksgiving weekend. The Vandals won't have to play Thanksgiving weekend. You talk about last year, the team going on the road, such a tight one uh, against Southeastern Louisiana. How much does that experience in going through that help, you think, with you uh, among so many returners going into this year? Yeah, I think it's huge, you know. Um, we it's uh you know we were there last year too and we have a lot of guys who who were there uh coach Eck always says you know our, our team was born on that night when we lost um and so just you know it, everybody remembers that loss it wasn't a great night um but you know most of our our guys our core guys were on that team and just you know that motivation and, and the excitement and just the fact that we get to play at home too is just is so exciting the game against Idaho State, it's coming off of the, the loss to Weber State, and it was a tight loss, but the Vandals are turning it around, and what a dominating performance. We could look at it from the defense perspective for you, 56 nothing at the end of the first half, and then 56 nothing for the offense. What did that mean to come back out and to have that type of performance to, to put a real exclamation point on the end of the regular season? Yeah, it was incredible. Um, you know, we, we knew what we had to do, and Going in, you know, we knew Bonnie was hurt, and everybody believes in Jack Lane. He's such a great leader, and he just went out and just absolutely had an incredible game. Uh, and then the defense, you know, we we sort of, you know, we've been holding teams to 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 low point margins, but we haven't forced many turnovers. And and just the fact that we had so many interceptions in the first half, um, Dwayne McDougall had two, which was in two really good plays. Um, so pretty cool to see just the growth that we've had, and um, just Jack Lane going out there and doing what he does. And with that earning Thanksgiving weekend off. How nice is that to have Thanksgiving weekend yeah, off? I'm so excited. That's great. Yeah. What, uh, what are the Thanksgiving weekend plans? I'm going down with my uh, teammate to, uh, to Homedale, Idaho, Hayden Kinchlow. So okay. I'm excited to that, spend it with his family. That's exciting. How yeah. many how many Vandals are going to be down there? Uh, it'll be me, uh, Kench, and uh, Mitch Tiskoviak, so three of us. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, congrats on uh, the end of the regular season here. and Looking forward to uh, everyone being back at it December 2nd for that uh, playoff matchup here at the Dome.
And from Matthias Bertram, next up, we've got Jake Cox. Before we get our comments from the Vandals starting tight end, of course, that uh, Vandal legacy, his dad, Mike Cox. So he's got uh, uh, being a Vandal in his blood. Uh, first, we want to remind you that the Vandal Insider podcast is presented by Inland Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine Clinic of Moscow in Pullman. As a Vandals team physician, orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Kyle Hazelwood cares for elite athletes, weekend warriors, and everyone in between. Let the team that takes care of the Vandals take care of you. Here's our conversation with Jake Cox. Talking with Vandal tied in Jake Cox. Here we are. We just saw it a few minutes ago, the bracket being unveiled, the selection. I know it's exciting for you and your teammates. Uh, what were your thoughts when you saw the Vandals were the number four seed? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't take much look into the seeding or anything like that, but I think it's just a testament to what we've done in the last year, you know. We've got a great quarterback, some weapons on the offense, and our defense is stepping up. So, you know, we've earned it. And I also think that being the four seed and getting that by is a big step, and it's going to help us throughout the down the road. Well, and there's this year, but I know we've talked to you before on the coaches' show. You're part of a Vandal legacy that uh, being an Idaho Vandal is in your blood right. with your dad. This is pretty special. Last year to make the playoffs and to get that uh, respect nationally and what it means for building, bringing in great recruits and what this means moving forward. How exciting is it for you to be a part of this as now the committee looks at the Vandals as one of the top four teams in the nation? Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest part about that is, you know, last year we were a good team, seven and four made the playoffs, but it's really a testament to can you do it year after year? And I think that's the biggest thing that we're kind of creating the the leadership in the program right now. Yeah. And that's obviously important this time of year. So coming off of that victory over Idaho State, you had a touchdown catch in that game, the victory over the Bengals, the offense uh, off the charts. I mean, pretty astronomical to think 56 points and a half, the most in program history. Yeah. Uh, the opponents are, are going to be tougher, but the Vandals have played a number of difficult opponents this year. Yeah. What does it take? You got a taste of that against Southeastern Louisiana last year to, to not only make the playoffs, but to, to be able to make a run and, and to make it uh, a multiple week thing here that the Vandals are, are still going on this run in the postseason. Yeah, kind of like what you said, we had a big week this week against Idaho State. And I think, you know, part of that is we didn't execute as best as we could against Weber last week. And so it's really just having good days of practice and we will these next two weeks. And I think the, the last game gave us a big confidence boost going into our first one. So I thought we've seen some outstanding crowds here oh, at yeah. the P1FCU Kibbe Dome this year. The two sellouts against Montana and Montana State. Obviously, there's some headwinds. You're going into uh, the week of Thanksgiving and you're hosting Idaho State. It was a really good turnout here at the Dome for the Idaho State game. What does it mean to be able to play these games at home? You had to travel to Hammond, Louisiana last year oh, yeah. uh, to have a at least one game, the potential for two if the Vandals win, here in Moscow. Yeah, you know, it's a big, big advantage being in the home team in these playoffs. And I think that last year, us traveling made it a lot harder on us in the first round. And that bye week, getting that Thanksgiving off, it's going to give us a chance to get healthy. And also the fans here at the Kibbe Dome are unmatched. So they get us going. That's a good way to put it. Okay, Jake, Thanksgiving plans. What do you got going on? Because the Vandals lost on Saturday to Idaho State, probably going to be busy getting ready for a game Thanksgiving weekend. Right. And now get a, a couple of days to recoup and enjoy Thanksgiving. What will you be doing? I'm going to be staying here. You know, my family lives a long way from here. And, you know, it's I haven't been to the last couple of Thanksgivings, but they understand. And uh, 
you know, I love it. I love the game, and there's nothing I'd rather be doing than practice and being here with my teammates. Well, having a, a football coach for a dad, you understand that Thanksgiving weekend uh, typically can be a busy time. So uh, uh, that's understandable and exciting that uh, you're in it, the Vandals are in it, and very much in the thick of things, uh, getting ready for the playoffs. Jake, uh, thanks for the time, and uh, we'll see you and your teammates uh, back here at the Dome before we know it. Awesome. Thank you. Vandal tied in Jake Cox chatting with us there. So exciting to get uh, to chat with a couple of those players and just to get their energy is a, what a, just a great vibe there was uh, here. The excitement, getting ready to see the Vandals name getting called and to uh, to have it as the four seed. And we can have some time to break down the, the bracket a little more. We'll do that next week when we know the matchup. But uh, uh, for today, as fresh off of the selection show, uh, just a lot to be pumped about for Vandal football and for all these players as well. And that means they get to maybe have a, a second, third, uh, fourth slice of pumpkin pie. You don't have to worry about turning around and playing Saturdays. The Vandals, the day after Thanksgiving, had to hop on a plane all the way down to uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to ultimately then bust to Hammond to take on southeastern Louisiana. Now the Vandals, if they win their first game, that means uh, they're guaranteed those first two games to be here in Moscow. Well, the Vandal Insider Podcast is presented by Inland Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine Clinic of Moscow and Pullman. When he's not caring for the Vandals, his team physician, orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Kyle Hazelwood, provides the same MVP orthopedic care to our entire region. At Inland Orthopedics, our team is your team. Well, that is it for this week's edition of the Vandal Insider Podcast. Looking forward to chatting with Chris Hammond next week as we will preview that playoff game on December 2nd. Make sure to tune in to some hoops this week. I'll have the call on the Vandal Radio Network, the Vandals in Seattle, taking part in a stretch of two games against Alex Pribble's old team, Seattle U, the first one against the host school, Seattle U. That's on Wednesday and then Friday against UC San Diego. What a great time of the year. We got uh, both football, not only in full swing, playoff football time, and then hoops taking place as well. So thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. You've been tuned in to the Vandal Insider Podcast. V's up. This has been the Vandal Insider Podcast, presented by Inland Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine Clinic of Moscow and Pullman. Let the team that takes care of the Vandals take care of you. Get the latest information on University of Idaho athletics you won't find anywhere else with the Vandal Insider Podcast. From in-depth conversations to game previews, the Vandal Insider is every fan source for all things Idaho athletics.